0: In the city that never sleeps, the American dream is about to get a wake-up call.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Failed Blockbusters. I'm your host Diego Crespo. With me today is my co-host Macaringo. Hello. Hi uh, yeah. Failed blockbusters retrospective. They may have failed critically or at the box office uh but they don't always fail in our hearts this one failed at both (laughs) yeah well well, not not in our hearts unless you're about to throw something no 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 i was like wait where's this going (laughs) um yeah we're here to talk about the hud sucker proxy directed by joel cohen yeah
0: because just just the one yeah that's because that was what the that was the dga rules at the time right
1: yeah really it was both joel and ethan cohen Mm. um written by them as well, and co-written by Sam Raimi, and the second unit direction, also done by Sam Raimi. Look, we chose this movie before Patrick Willems did his video on it. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that was going to happen. Yeah, there
0: was that. <laughs> I, I, I totally forgot that it happened. Yeah, it's um, a good video. Go check it well, out. We were I like,
1: promise we will not be talking about just the one sequence, which he did a very good job talking about. We were kind
0: <laughs> of on a Raimi high after uh, Multiverse of Madness, Right. Mm-hmm. and we were talking like we were like we should do cuz there's plenty of Sam Raimi films we could do. <laughs> and we thought we could do Quick and the Dead. We talked about it. And then last second I'm like, you know, this the the failed blockbuster and failed awards shows are kind of an excuse to do directors we wouldn't normally cover, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we should do like the- we should do a Cohen Brothers. And we des- we decided Hugsucker Proxy because it could kind of do both. It could do Coen's and Raimi's. And then a Patrick Willems did uh that. <laughs> and uh and then I also saw that he was recently on that fucking blank check podcast where those guys just did the whole Ramey filmography. So
1: <laughs> look, people like Sam Raimi, yeah. I'm glad. Um the new Doctor Strange was good. Mm-hmm. The Hudsucker Proxy is fantastic. Uh, Matt, is this the best Cohen Brothers movie?
0: Um, no. But it's a good one.
1: Yeah, when I'm watching it, sometimes I feel like it might be. Um, it's hard for me to choose. I, it's really hard. For it me to It says a choose.
0: lot about a person if you if the Hudsucker Proxy is your favorite. <laughs> I'm not saying it's nothing bad. It just says a lot. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know, man. What is your favorite Coen Brothers? It might be Barton Fink. Yeah, Barton Fink tends to be the one that like I really. But Barton Fink was also the one where it was kind of like. Oh, I get it. You know? Like, you have that movie uh-huh. with a director where it's like, I was enjoying the movies, but I'm also like, how are these guys doing? Like, cause it's like, you go, Fargo, Big Lebowski, go, oh brother, where art thou? And then it's like, how are these from the same guys? Right? Yeah. Well, and, my
1: first one was No Country. I just got to say, oh, no, I, it's like, you know, that's a straight drama. Mm-hmm. And it's like, none of their stuff is really like. I mean, some of it is, but you know what I'm saying. Well, that's, right? like, that's it's a pretty accessible movie, and it's
0: an adaptation. It's a Cormac McCarthy novel, like which is slightly different than their usual thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but I, I that also was my first because I was taken to theaters to see that, and it was just like kind of like we, it was a western kind of. So we went to see it. That's what you go with your <laughs> father and grandfather to see in the theaters. Yeah, but also it it, it al- also a very different movie. But like when you're trying to get into them, you're like. What And then Barton Fink is kind of the moment where I'm like, oh, okay, this is what they do. Yeah, it's Barton Fink are like maybe Miller's Crossing. like Miller's Crossing is kind of fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, no,
1: not kind of I, it is. It definitely yeah. is fantastic.
0: And then but then also, like, oh brother Robert Down is kind of the one that like it makes me the happiest when I watch it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like a very like kind of infectious movie.
1: I think their last decade of stuff is like incredibly underappreciated. Oh right no, now. no!
0: Like they they hit the ground fucking running with like No Country for Old Men on like this weird Cohen's Renaissance, you know? Yeah, like it's it's like No Country, Burn After Reading, Serious Man, True Grit, Lewin Davis, Hail Caesar, and Ballad of Buster Scruggs, and now and Tragedy of Macbeth. Well, now but now they're diverging. Now they each have they're they're making films separately. Yeah, um, which who knows what that's about, but whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. I liked Mac- I liked Macbeth, and it's nice that like it's this thing of like okay, it looks like they're both because cause Ethan is doing a Jerry Lee Lewis movie, which is oh is he what the yeah, fuck? Uh, oh okay, that was announced at least. Um, I think it's a documentary, maybe. So it's like it it's somewhere they can now they can kind of do these. You know, projects that maybe they wouldn't do together, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's interesting. It's uh, It'll be an interesting kind of, you know, third part of their career, I guess. I guess, because you consider what are the, what do you break up the Coen brothers' career? Because this is this weird, like, like turn moment. Hudsucker Proxy exists where, like, Hudsucker Proxy, if it's a hit, Coen brothers go in a completely different direction. But mm-hmm. because it bombed, they go to Fargo. <laughs> <laughs> you know like this this feels like i guess i think this is the run-up of like this is the peak of what started with blood simple kind of ends with Hudsucker proxy
1: yeah after this they they definitely shift modes mm-hmm.
0: yeah and i guess it's this is weird like they kind of fall back on like the uh, a weird genre of like not true true crime stories <laughs> you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like yeah it's like yeah. blood simple is their like start and then they up 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 Hudsucker proxy it's it they're dead in the water and then they do fargo and then it's like up 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 and then lady killer is dead in the water <laughs> <laughs> and then they do no country for old men and i think that one kind of comes to an end with hail caesar a movie i like but like was the one where like people kind of went like i'm not feeling this
1: Yeah, well, people... I remember the big criticism was like, well, they made a great love letter to classic cinema, but they forgot to write a really interesting story. Hmm. And it's like, no... They did. Yeah, you didn't get it. I, I think I like that movie a lot more than other people. I think
0: though. so too. I, I think I feel the same way. But it was also one where the marketing kind of played up like the wackiness of it, you know. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and and to be fair, it is still wacky. It's wacky, but just it's not, not just that. It's not like madcap wacky, you know. Yeah,
1: Hudsucker Proxy is probably wacky. Yeah,
0: it might be. Is this their wackiest film?
1: I, then there's Big Lebowski too though. But like Big know.
0: But Big Lebowski is like a fucking noir film. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> yeah, but like the like the actual like story content, and again when I say story content, I'm not talking about like the fucking but the, 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 the content mill. But like the actual like story content's pretty like
0: it's
1: goofy. The it's like very straight. The
0: Big Lebowski would be the wackiest film they made if it wasn't set in Los Angeles. <laughs> you know, I, that's just Venice Beach. I, I could hundred percent believe all those events converged. In Los Angeles at one point in the early 90s. It, it feels possible, you know? Sure. Whereas sure. Hudsucker Proxy has never happened to anyone. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> no, it, it is a fairy tale. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's openly, they've openly said it's inspired by like Frank Capra, mm. uh, Fritz Lang. Uh, what what else? Save me here. I, I, I had um, other stuff written well, down, but it's definitely, I opened it's, up the Bethesda tab again. It's
0: definitely, uh, like, a lot of their films are Preston Sturgis riffs, you know? Mm-hmm. But this one feels like the most Preston sturgis in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, oh, uh, but also not Literally. totally, because it's, it's a little too crazy for Pre- But Preston... St- Have you seen Preston Sturgis films? Like, no. You should check them out, because like, they are full of just insane things that just happen, <laughs> like...
1: Alright, I- I'm putting them uh, in my watch list. There's
0: like a whole... There's a... Uh, the Palm Beach story, which is like essentially like a uh, like a uh, like wacky romance film. There's a better name for that. I just can't think of it. Um, <laughs> a Howard Hawksian like kind of romance screwball comedy type film. But
1: yeah. the, oh, the dialogue is like I think straight out of Howard Hawks. Yeah, in this one.
0: but also yeah, it's definitely more Hawksian in the dialogue. But like Preston sergis had that too of just the like, his, his shit's really fucking funny. And like I I will say. You watch, I watch older comedies, and I kind of will like, I'll giggle, but like I won't, I'm not gonna laugh the way I do at more modern stuff. Preston Sturgis will have me like laughing so hard I can't breathe, which I I so rarely feel for older comedies. Um, you don't like some like it hot. I mean, hey, <laughs> it's, no, that's fucking hysterical. It, it's funny, but I'm not like ah, like you know, I am sorry. It's just me. I'm, I'm, it's a funny movie. I'm not saying it isn't funny. I just don't... I don't go crazy for it the way I I go for Preston Sturgis. Um, If you say so. But what I keep trying to say is the Palm Beach story, the the lead, uh, the male lead in that film, has, like, a plan where he wants to build airports on top of cities. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, like, the least practical thing ever. And it's just thrown in there like, Yeah! this is something someone would do. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's never addressed. It's never like there's a moment where he goes like, oh, that was a stupid idea. <laughs> like, It's just, no, this is what he's trying to do in the background while the rest of the film happens. <laughs>
1: oh, okay, well, here, here's
0: another... Uh, bringing Up Baby. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Bringing Up Baby's Those hysterical. Those all make sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, this has that, like, edge that the Coen brothers have to it, where, like, the opening fucking gag of this movie is a guy committing suicide
1: (laughs) yeah yeah
0: (laughs) which will not happen in a Preston Sturgis film although Preston the one there Preston Sturgis did have a dark side but like I don't think he ever got to explore it fully because like once he started to his movie started bombing but um oh god what's that one called it's so fucking funny I can't remember the one with the fucking composer if anyone knows people out there know what I'm talking about (laughs) but (laughs) Uh, unfaithfully yours mm. which is is that what it is that if that's what if that's the right one I'm thinking of it's wild and you know what I'm talking about <laughs> you you fucking know and but there's also the Preston Sturgis thing that the Cohen brothers like this feels like the accumulation of is just like Preston Sturgis and the Coens are just collecting character actors <laughs> and just stacking their movies with them you know mm-hmm like John Polito has like one scene in this movie. Oh which yeah, which is just him yelling at a secretary. Oh that's such a fucking great.
1: Like I mean, the gags in this movie are so good mm-hmm. that even like the undercutting of the gag becomes a gag. I know, yeah. Where he's like, "Why he jump out the window too?" And you think <laughs> he did, and he didn't. Like he's right there, but he didn't. And oh my god, it's it's. What's the hot
0: sucker proxy about, Matt? Um, it's it's about. Well, here's how it was sold to me, and this is what the the. Marketing clearly trying to sell is it's about the guy who invented the hula hoop, which I
1: guess is technically,
0: I mean correct. I mean, yeah, that's kind of what the movie's about, but it's also a movie called the Hudsucker Proxy. <laughs> Which someone thought that would sell to middle America.
1: <laughs> I know. Like, nowadays, the, the, the fucking test marketing would be like, well, why don't we just call it the Hula Hoop Proxy? Yeah,
0: exactly. That would be the pitch, right? Where mm-hmm. The Hudsucker Proxy is, like, a perfect title, but it's also what, like, kneecaps this film.
1: <laughs> yeah, it feels like the title for, like, an American novel or something.
0: Yeah, it, it feels like, like... And it feels like something grim and serious, you know? Like... It doesn't feel like it's going to be the comedy that it is, mm-hmm. but it it is. And it was pitched to me as like, this is the Cohen Brothers one that bombed, and this is the one the critics also kind of hated, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I watched it, and like, I watched it like right when I'm getting into the Cohen Brothers, and I'm like, I don't know, I thought it was funny. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then, it, but also as I revisit, I'm like, oh, there's not really that many other movies like this With this kind of energy and this insanity, yeah, no, it's another film that like kind of comes close to this, in my opinion. It might be a weird one to go to, but I want to see. You might Batman Returns. No, but that's 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 not too far off. Okay, but it's from a director you like.
1: I like too many people. All
0: right, but a director you like more than I do, and are always fucking defending.
1: That's that's still pretty. That's still pretty vast. I, I'm
0: of course talking about Gore Verbinski's Mouse Hunt. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> which is yeah, a I... movie that? Which here, here's something. Mouse Hunt. That's a fun title, right? Yeah. Like, Oh, Mouse Hunt. That movie opens with a dead body <laughs> flying out of its <laughs> coffin and going down the sewer. That movie opens with a guy getting. Like that, like, like the mayor fucking has a heart attack and dies like five minutes into that movie because of a cockroach. <laughs> it, it's oddly similar to the Hudsucker Proxy, in my opinion. Um,
1: Double feature?
0: I mean, maybe yeah. I Mouse Hunt is like almost the movie we could do, but it like made money. Like that was one of those ones where mm. it's the first DreamWorks movie that made money. <laughs> And it like came out opening weekend, they're like, oh god, it died opening weekend. And then it's like that one of those like few examples of like word of mouth actually saving a movie.
1: Hmm.
0: And, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's it's good. That's why Gore Verbinski's career exists. Like hmm. it's his first movie, and that movie a movie called Mouse Hunt that he did as like as dark as humanly possible made a hundred million dollars. <laughs> god. Yeah. That would just never happen today.
1: I know. I, mean, I know. Like, I mean, even Avatar's box office. Remember that? Yeah. Like, it was like, it was a great opening for December. It was the biggest one of the time, like 90 million or 70 million or something like that. And now people would look at those numbers and be like, oh, James Cameron missed. He missed for the first time ever.
0: Well, people did initially. Like, that first weekend, people were like, that's good, but it's not going to make its, make money you know
1: that's so fucking funny well that was
0: that one where people came out of, i remember people came out of the early screenings were like it's interesting but it needs to make a billion dollars to break even and then it made two billion dollars <laughs>
1: <laughs> isn't it like almost at three billion now or something
0: i don't know because he re-released it out of spite so yeah and
1: is getting another re-release <laughs> on my birthday weekend that's this crazy year, so yeah so that's gonna happen for uh, me
0: um yeah it's um, it's 2.8 billion dollars
1: <laughs> i got you james <laughs>
0: Fucking! I got you, buddy. Wild maniac, James Cameron. Yeah. Um, oh,
1: okay, I had mentioned Batman Returns, but did you know the skyscraper models in this movie, The Hudsucker Proxy, were used for the Shadow Batman Forever, Batman uh, and Robin, and the 1998 Godzilla.
0: That makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah. Except for Godzilla, uh, I don't
0: TV. know where they used it in Godzilla. Uh, I have,
1: <laughs> I have so many questions. Yeah, about that one that movie. raises
0: a lot because. That's the movie where Godzilla just disappears.
1: Yeah, he just he just hides behind a building, and, and everyone's like, "We lost him."
0: Yeah, and the, the, uh, fucking Broderick in that movie's like, "It's perfect. It's like a jungle that he could hide anywhere." And it's like, "No, he can't." It's, <laughs> There's it's, windows on every building in New York city. city. In the fucking America, it's no. It's the opposite of a jungle. Like... That movie, the the leaps that movie makes is insane.
1: It's so funny. I'm a fan.
0: Um, I'm not, but okay. I like the. Here's the. I do like the Godzilla stuff in it, but like it's so like. Oh, but now we got to go to Broderick and like his ex girlfriend. Which I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck. People complain a lot about of it.
1: slurs are said in that movie, too. Oh, I was like, yeah. whoa, The 90s. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, yeah, whoa. man.
0: Post Pulp Fiction. We can say anything.
1: Like... Yeah. It's like, wow. I, I forgot. I was rewatching on Netflix, I think, last year. And I was just like, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Tugging at, like, my collar, like, oh, no. It's
0: weird how common, like, the R word was for a long time. Oh,
1: my God, yeah. And, like,
0: I can't even really judge because, like, that was when, like, I just remember everyone used it. Like, I don't know a person that I went to high school with who didn't use that word. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, it's so cringe to think about it. Yeah. Uh, But, hey, you know, it's like things
1: are so bad in the world right now. But, like, look at
0: little little steps are getting better. It's like we just need to make the big steps now. Here's the thing. Stuff is bad right now. And it's getting bad very quickly. But in my lifetime, stuff has gotten good just as quickly. Now, it never sustained itself. But it can happen, and it's not impossible. So, it'll happen. But uh might take a little while, unfortunately. Yeah. Beyond um, the Bont was supposed to do Godzilla... What? Yeah, ninety four. Oh wait, was that the one with like the army of bats
1: monsters? Maybe, or yeah.
0: There was like one that was like sounded super interesting. Yeah, where he was actually going to fight another monster. Yeah. And Stan Winston designed the Godzilla, and if you you can like look up that Godzilla and it actually looks. Yeah, great. yeah, yeah. That's
1: the one. That's the one. Yeah.
0: Um, and then it was uh, like
1: Yondu Bont was not part of the Hudsucker Proxy. No. However, it was shot by my buddy Roger Deakins who remains maybe the greatest living cinematographer yes. today
0: is wait when yeah. is uh when does deacons take over because it's barry seinenfeld for the first for raising arizona miller's crossing and bart and What yeah. simple right
1: yeah i think it's barton fink barton
0: fink is when deacons yeah yeah i was confused because uh barry seinenfeld has a cameo in barton fink and so i always just assume oh he must have been on set doing the cinematography and it's like, oh no, no, he didn't. And then it's like, yeah, Bart Fink does kind of look better. <laughs>
1: yeah. What's up with Barry Son? I
0: know we did him on our on our original failed blockbuster, and it's that thing of he makes he makes Wild Wild West and never recovers, which is so sad because he's got a great run up to that point. Um, yeah.
1: Fuck. And, it's like that was a long time ago. Yeah.
0: It's just it is it, poor guy. But also. After Wild Wild West, he makes how many movies? He makes five movies post Wild Wild West. Two of them are Men in Black sequels. So like, he's in a weird yeah he's in a weird funk as a. Uh, I think he wrote a book recently. Hmm. Um. So maybe I should read that because Barry does seem like a guy who would have some stories. Yeah. I like he allegedly had like a mental breakdown on the first Adams Family. Because, like, he he was, like, suddenly... Like, they had another director, and then, like, that guy got fired. And then it's, like, last minute, they're like, we need you to direct this, Perry Sonnenfeld. <laughs> and he, like, almost lost his mind. But, um, hey, that's a good movie. Yeah. Here's the thing. He's never done anything, like, that failed that's also as interesting as Wild Wild West either.
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: Big Trouble, maybe, because that's the movie that, like... They had they they had to re-edit massively post nine eleven, like it was gonna come out September twenty first, and then it's like a movie about like hijacking a plane, <laughs> and it's like a comedy film. Oh
1: oh no! And
0: they had to delay it, and then it's just like they just dumped it. Um, oh, and he did nine lives, I guess.
1: Oh yeah. Um, Who stars in that one again? Oh right.
0: Oh yeah. Oh and. Uh, Whose company uh, distributed that film? Oh, yeah. No way! <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that one. Luke Besson. Um, oh, okay. I was thinking Weinstein, oh, which no, is no. not
1: great no, either. No,
0: but Luke Besson is that weird window. This is nothing to do with Hudsucker. but Luke Besson is that window right around Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. It's a movie I love. Um, but he's like... He, he cracks some sort of code either in, like, law or something where he's like, look, I can basically... Make any movie I want, if I if the budget hits these levels and I sell it to these three territories. And he's like, my company. We're now, I'm just gonna sell all these movies and I'm just gonna fund all my dream projects. And one's like, fuck yeah, Luc Besson. And then like like immediately after Valerian, it all came out. And to be fair,
1: I think most of us saw that coming though.
0: You know what? I didn't, but it was also because I hadn't seen a lot of his like French movies oh like, buddy and, boy <laughs> and i saw leon the professional when i was like super young and i didn't like ki- connect the weird like energy
1: that movie has oh no no for sure when when i was young i didn't i didn't get that either and then i saw it again when i was older i was like mm-hmm. man this is a really good movie but there's some there's something right there i'm not wh- what's what's going on there yeah, what, what's happening what is this there?
0: relationship here
1: yeah, and, and I guess a big reason why it was even toned down from the original intention was because Natalie Portman's parents were around very often. Yeah, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, they shouldn't have had to be. They
0: shouldn't have. No.
1: No. Luke Basson, die.
0: <laughs> the one that like Sorry. really put it into focus. He did a movie called Angel A, um, which is kind of like a, what if you fell in love with an angel type story. And it's a weird, like, like a window into like what he thinks like an idealized woman is in a weird way. And it doesn't have any of the underage stuff, but it just it 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 has a bad vibe to it, if you ask me. Hmm. Um, and I never saw his Joan of Arc film. Oh, I'll never do that. Yeah, why would at this point? Yeah. Um, but like you, I also love uh, Valerian. Yeah, I like his. I, is... It's sad. I like Fifth Element a lot, but that also has like a weird, like. She's like a perfect being, right? Yeah. And yeah. It, it it's it's that's it's just so strange. Yeah. It's weird like the like I don't wanna, you know, whatever. If like there's a way to be into some of those things that's not illegal, <laughs> but yeah. it it's it it raises Once you know it suddenly like taints everything. You know? Yeah. I'm like, oh that's why you like a weird like infantilized woman but also a woman who like has power over you it's it's strange strange Mm. guy bad guy uh (laughs) the
1: relationship in the Hudsucker proxy is is much more respectable yeah and not creepy and still complicated in in a way that's fascinating
0: okay here's here's a question okay how do you feel about tim robbins in this movie
1: i think he's great
0: why? Um I know that Tim Robbins is like the thing people kinda get hung up on a little bit. Oh, okay. I know okay. the Tim Robbins of it all. And I I will say I like Tim Robbins in this, but it does kind of feel like he is playing a dumb guy in a way where like you get the vibe that like I know I'm smarter than the character I'm playing.
1: Hmm. You
0: know what I'm saying?
1: I do know what you're and saying. And it's I, not enough... I haven't felt that as all.
0: It's not enough to, like, fuck the movie up for me, but it is something where it's like, maybe someone else could have played this role. Again, I'm not saying he's awful in it, I'm just saying that maybe his slant on it might keep this movie at a distance for some people. Um,
1: okay. Where's, I,
0: I think Jennifer Jason Leigh is, like, more on the money than Tim Robbins is.
1: Oh, she's fucking perfect yeah. in this film. As, she just comes out with the
0: dialogue,
1: like the, the rhythms are perfect. That she's hitting the beats exactly where she needs to. Uh, it, she's perfect in this. But movie.
0: like, she's playing a cartoon character.
1: No, no, also, she is. But like, but like, when the she energy ha- of the movie. But when she no.
0: has to get earnest, it works. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like when she has to kind of like get when she's when um, Tim Robbins does his whole scene where he's like write a letter to this newspaper woman, doesn't realize it's her and Mm -hmm. and she kind of like you know and she gets a window into him and then like sees he's like oh i was just letting off some steam and she kind of she plays it right and then like the moment he starts being a dick again she like slaps him and stuff like she plays that really well Mm -hmm. um whereas i said like tim robbins just it feels like he's like i know i'm being i'm being dumb i i'm in on the joke guys which i'm not necessarily sure if i want a guy like that you know Whereas George yeah. Clooney genuinely feels like a dumb guy in Coen yeah. Brothers movies. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, he, it feels closer to... It feels more realistic than if George Clooney was like... You know, if it felt like Danny Ocean was playing a dumb guy. Which is what I feel like the Coen Brothers collaborations with Clooney could so easily become. But mm-hmm. it, they never do. You see some of those movies like The Men Who Stare at Goats. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. Which is a bad movie. Um, it is. But it's, that's one where it feels like they're trying to do the Clooney dumb guy thing and it doesn't work. And I don't know. Um,
1: well, do you know who also was an early contention for the role hmm. in this film? Brought up by Joel Silver, the first choice for Norville Barnes was Tom Cruise. Oh, man. And then the Coens were like, no, 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 we, we no. Uh, we want Tim Robbins. And then John Cryer also took a shot hmm. at the role obviously didn't get it. John Cryer's a good actor though. I that, that dude just doesn't really get like a lot of opportunities, I think.
0: You know what's weird? I don't I don't know. Cruise might be too handsome to be goofy is the thing. This era of yeah. Cruise
1: might have been able to pull it off.
0: I don't No, I was going to say later Cruise might have been able to pull it off. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I I think I don't know. Like that's a choice where like I do kind of want to see Cruz do... Like, I would love to see Cruz in a Coen Brothers movie. Like, it feels like he's the type of guy who could fit right in. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, they could totally use him well, but I don't know if he could play Norval. But also, the Norval I'm picturing has the, like, fucking Tim Robbins hair, like, get up, you know? Like... Yeah. So it's hard to picture someone else. It's also the exact opposite where Tim Robbins is, like, super tall and Cruz is, like, super short. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. it is... It's, like, the exact opposite, but... I it's weird. It's, uh... The Coens, they just kind of let the Coens do whatever they wanted with this one. Like, that's crazy that no one said anything. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm not even saying that's bad. It's just like. No, no,
1: no, no. It's it's, it's just like you feel like the lack of restraint Uh in, in a way that's very fulfilling, like not just like. Uh, with with like the camera moves and like the performances but like down to like the production design and stuff like that. Like it's so down to such the... an exaggerated like worldview.
0: Not to come back to it, but down to the movie is called the Hudsucker Proxy. Like that's not selling anyone on the movie. <laughs> like now you can sell it because it's like oh it's the Cohen brothers but they aren't really the Cohen brothers yet. You know? Mm-hmm. Like Barton Fink is this weird one where it like it wins that can right yeah and i believe it's one of the few films where it wins uh best director and best actor like which is something that never happens um and that's kind of like oh maybe we have to take uh the coen brothers seriously because the critics don't know what to make of them at this point point. and then it bombs in america but gets a few academy award nominations and then I guess Joel Silver's like, these are the next guys, let's give them an actual budget. And this is what they make. And no one stopped them.
1: I think that's pretty great. It's
0: great, but like, yeah. it's it's just, it's kind of nuts.
1: Mm-hmm. And had, oh, well here you go. Ahead. I'm just
0: saying, had this movie been a hit, like, it would have been... Like, I'm almost glad it bombed, because I think where the Coens actually go is more interesting. But it could have been the beginning of like, weird studio coen brother
1: movies yeah the 90s were kind of wild for for movies like across the board you know like we get like the independent rise a lot of stuff like that but like mainstream movies and and blockbusters failed or otherwise have like a different energy and i'm not saying it's like the only thing i want out of movies but it's definitely like Much more interesting than I think the landscape is currently, Mm -hmm. in America, anyways. Mm -hmm. Uh, Someone else I wanted to mention, and I don't know if we've ever even brought him up on the show before, is the late, great Paul Newman. Yes. Who is awesome. When the hell could we we have possibly...
0: I mean, when could Paul Newman have come up on our show? I don't think we've ever done anything Paul Newman related. No. So... There's...
1: i'd like to talk about butch cassidy and the sundance kid sometime uh hey. oh he, he of course
0: he was in the cars trilogy i know which is like the last thing he did I know. and by I know. and by being in the cars trilogy i mean they use his archival voice for the last two because he died shortly after the first one came out yeah cars has like the most like of the i think cast has died of like a pixar movie <laughs>
1: it's because the cars curse maybe
0: Cause it's like no, um, cuz it's like uh, Carlin too like i think it's george carlin's last movie too
1: oh my god
0: yeah. it's like george carlin and fuck uh, john Lasseter. and then uh what's that guy's name the animator john raft who like i think that's his last uh movie he voiced the fire truck in it Joe john Lasseter, retired bitch well, Oh that's another creep too isn't he yeah he is a creep Ah, oh, um, these fucking people. He was supposed yeah. to be taking over like another animation studio, and but then like half the actors quit. I think when they announced he was going to be taking over whatever film was happening. Respect. So, but that's I, good. I I think he's still there. Is the thing.
1: oh I'm I'm sure I'm sure they're going to try to keep him around. Mm-hmm. But like that's good that people are are like nah fuck that mm-hmm. like sorry. <laughs> um. Oh, but Paul Newman also has the tom cruise connection through the color of money yeah so uh,
0: martin scorsese's
1: best film what no
0: (laughs) it's good it's good isn't that the one like the one uh the one scorsese film that like ebert gave a bad review to is it i don't know i I think it is i think it's one like ebert's pretty savage
1: like oh man (laughs) well it's the first legacy sequel so maybe ebert saw it coming
0: maybe yeah
1: yeah, no one talks about that. That is kind
0: of crazy. Yeah. Although there are weirder, there are other like legacy... Oh,
1: I'm sure films, there are, but, but you think we're gonna find ways to bring up other shit like that? Yeah. <laughs> like what, the, are the, the what, are... <laughs> what are the Mischeratu uh, in Venice?
0: What are the Scorsese films we could possibly do on our retrospectives? Like Kundun. <laughs> Kundun? I would love
1: to <laughs> get the um, finally get the, the Waffle Departed? Press
0: band in China. <laughs> <laughs> No, but the Departed well, we're won. Well, on
1: some lists, I'm sure.
0: The Departed uh, won. Oh fuck, that's right.
1: Last Temptation of Christ, did that bomb? The Departed no, had, the, it did not.
0: had that weird reputation, though, where because it was the one where Scorsese finally won, people were like, "The Departed's not actually that good." Like it had that reputation for a while, and now I think people are kind of coming back to it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like actually, that was...
1: it's a good movie. Oh, silence is a
0: bomb. Silence is a bomb, but also like what the fuck are we gonna say <laughs> yeah, about silence? <laughs> <laughs> we could release an episode that is just no nothing. Like <laughs> yeah,
1: it's, it's literal silence. <laughs> yeah, like
0: a, just really throw one but or like the age of innocence, like Oh, is that a bomb? It might have been. Well here's the thing, I no, no, that made money, but we you know, we could do a blockbuster bomb or a awards bomb, you know? Mm-hmm. And it won Best Costume Design, but that was it. So That's
1: fucking crazy. These fucking people don't know fucking shit. It is
0: wild that, like, Sorsese, like had to get that many nominations before winning.
1: Yeah, I know. But, I know. It's like... And then, you know, maybe Kundun's the one because it's both him and Roger Deakins. It's their only collaboration together. And yeah. they, it both took them, like, fucking... 17 nominations or something mm-hmm. to win yeah like that's fucking absurd
0: yeah you know what we de- we can't handle silence but you know what we could definitely do a movie Fox about the- car birth no a movie about the dalai lama <laughs> we-, yeah, we definitely yeah, handle yeah. that a lot better
1: i'll we'll get to that in two years after i do mountains of research oh yeah uh, <laughs> anyways uh, oh no sure but Proxy. what about the
0: irishman which now netflix is blaming for their entire company sinking <laughs>
1: That was fucking stupid. I I think that quote got taken a little out of context, but they're definitely placing blame on "quote unquote" vanity projects. Yeah, which like also the only things that got them like awards consideration. Yeah, and not like fucking red notice. But
0: also, The Irishman is like the biggest slam dunk movie ever. Like, I'm sorry, The Irishman would have made money had it gotten a wide theatrical release. Yeah, that's my crazy hot take. Because it's literally a gangster movie by Scorsese with De Niro, Pesci, Pacino, and Keitel. Like, it would have made money, but everyone was, like, every studio was too much of a coward. And then, like, Netflix is like, well, we don't want to release our movies in theaters for some reason.
1: I I don't get it.
0: You know what did bomb? Uh, Hugo. Which is a movie I, I I love. I love Hugo.
1: I though. love Hugo. Yeah.
0: The only movie I ever saw in 3D where I was actually like I enjoyed the 3D of it. I'm sure there are, Tron Legacy also kicked out. I never 3D. saw it in 3D. Like okay. I'm sure there are other examples, but like I so rarely went to 3D screenings.
1: Yeah. Oh no. Uh, even to this day, I'm like, we don't, we don't need to do that anymore. We tried it. Yeah. Didn't work. Unless you're James Cameron. So, uh well, that's, you know. I, that's
0: the. I am watching those Avatar two trailers, and I'm like, this might be the one I have to go to.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: That's the. I have to find a theater I know won't fuck up the movie, which is getting mm-hmm. rarer and rarer these days.
1: Yeah. Like my my L A privilege is really showing because I'm like, I got like a handful of options, mm-hmm. but there's like a local place I used to go to that I still love being around, mm-hmm. but it's like I can't. Go see a really anticipated movie there anymore? It can't. It can't be a first showing at the very least, yeah. you know. And I'm not really going back for like double viewings anymore, mm-hmm. like I, like I used to. It's just not really feasible time wise like it used to yeah, be. Yeah. And it's like, so I'm going to, to a local place less and less. And,
0: well, you go to you that know, one. If, if they had better screenings, it wouldn't be a problem. You go to that one for the geek show, basically. Like, <laughs> I want to. I want to go see fucking Colin Trevorrow fall on his face. So no, I'm not local. watching that. Yeah, but that you no. pay for the other movie and then go to see Bohemian. Oh, okay. Dominion. Oh, I did do that for Bohemian Rhapsody. Hey now. Um hey, should we cover that movie? Nope. All right. Nope. <laughs> not gonna challenge you on that one. Oh, yeah, absolutely not. Um That's weird that movie what? exists.
1: I know. It's, it's like ugh, so fucking It like
0: gross. I don't think of a that that movie like it was bad when it was released and like the further removed from it it's just like wait that movie's like criminal like
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh. made by an actual criminal yeah. allegedly alleged
0: alleged criminal <laughs> who's who the witnesses keep disappearing and dying uh hey no no no, th- that's kevin Spacey. yeah but they're buddies
1: <laughs> oh they're oh i bet they're real close um anyways uh what's your favorite thing about the Hudsucker proxy um Is none it, of those it's people not made by actual
0: criminals you know what has uh what's his face was he ever in a coen brothers movie kevin spacey kevin spacey oh fuck i i don't know i don't but... think so no he just no. feels like the type of asshole who would like want to be in a coen brothers movie and then not get in the Coen Brothers are usually so good with their casting. It, like, that's why the Tim Robbins of it kind of sticks out to me a little bit.
1: But they pick... Wait, are, are you just, like, not a fan of him as, like, an actor? No, I actually... Or... Tim
0: Robbins is fine, but, like, he is hit or miss with me, you know?
1: Okay. Like he's, oh, there's one we're going to talk about eventually. He's great
0: in The Player. Like, mm-hmm. and he also plays kind of an, a, an idiot in Bull Durham, you know? He's good mm-hmm. in that. But then, like, you see him in Mystic River, and it's, like... That performance is like criminal, and or like Green Lantern, where like he clearly doesn't know what he's doing there. Um, and I mean, I guess he's fine in Shawshank, but that is like a weird character.
1: <laughs> I don't want to get in the Shawshank. Is Shawshank Redemption, Redemption is- a good movie? it's a great movie it's just it's not like the greatest movie ever yeah
0: I think that was the thing it had that like because it was IMDB number one for the longest time right yeah and
1: then everyone finally was like wait IMDB is like not Mm -hmm. a good way to measure quality of movies it's just people like putting 10 stars all the time but people
0: like hated Shawshank because it had that reputation for a while you know? Yeah,
1: you know, and it's one of those movies that definitely, like, you kind of got to revisit on your own terms. Like, separate the bullshit around it.
0: Mm-hmm. And it, it's a good movie. It's fucking Frank Darabont. Yeah. He's a terrific director. And it is one of those movies that, like, you can come in in the middle and, like, just watch the whole movie. You know? Like, yeah. Like, which there aren't that many movies like that. Man, Frank mm-hmm. also Darabont. Also shot by Roger Deakins. Frank Darabont has not directed a movie in over a decade.
1: and yeah, he got fucked by the, the AMC Yeah, Walking executives. Dead. But
0: also, isn't he, like, a maniac?
1: He, I heard he's a little difficult. Yeah, I've heard he's uh, like a don't little... Don't know difficult. How, how, how far that goes, but uh, well, you I'm, can find, I'm sure that also might have something to do with it.
0: You can find the emails he sent to AMC executives, and they do not read like they came from a stable person, but...
1: Oh, uh, I have not read those. But
0: also, uh, I he I, it seemed like, she, you know, that was the culmination of a lot of things. But also, like, uh, Robbins and, like, Freeman, like, don't work with him again after Shawshank, right? Like, I heard there was a lot of tension on that set. So, he might be one of those guys.
1: Yeah, that might make sense. Um,
0: He's a good writer, though. He wrote The Blob.
1: Yeah, The the Blob. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3. The Fly 2. The Fly 2. (laughs) Which is
0: better than it has any right to be, but...
1: Did I ever tell you my first experience with The Fly 2? (laughs) Hmm. They were doing, like, one of those late-night marathons on HBO. Oh,
0: yeah. You know what? That's probably how I saw it, too. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: But they were doing, like, The Fly, Fly 2, and then The Fly and Fly 2 again. Or oh, whatever. okay. One of those weird, like, things, right? So I was like, oh, I want to watch The Fly. I heard it's, like, really gross. And I was really into, like... This was when I was really getting into, like, monster movies again mm. as a teenager. And I, I missed The Fly, so I just went straight to The Fly oh, 2. My and I was like... Yeah.
0: That poor dog. So I caught, <laughs> I caught it backwards. Yeah. Well... I mean it's an all right movie. Yeah,
1: it's just super gross. I'm like, it, it like really depressed me though. Yeah. The the dog thing was just fucking. Brutal. It's really dark.
0: Yeah. It's wild movie. And and uh, Guillermo del Toro maintains that Darabont's script for Frankenstein is the best Frankenstein script ever written. Which like, I still have to watch. But but he says that the movie like didn't keep most of it. Mm. Like. Well, Kenneth Branagh did
1: it, so it's probably really great, and I'm gonna love it. And then everyone's gonna get mad. At why me for are we? We it.
0: should do a Branagh.
1: Oh, he's got some sinkers. Yeah, he's so. definitely.
0: He's got. I mean, Artemis Fowl. No, we're not. Which I was getting trailers for that. on like YouTube, like as advertisements, as like, like even like less than a year ago. I'm like, why is Disney Christ. Plus still promoting this?
1: Every streaming service gets the bright it deserves,
0: I guess. Uh, but like Hamlet, you know. We are talk Hamlet. It.
1: Oh fucking hamlet was that a bomb?
0: I mean, I Oh yeah, shit, it's a it bomb, was. But also it like I think it didn't win any Oscars. Yeah, so. but
1: it's like it made four point seven million on an eighteen million dollar budget.
0: Yeah. And it was like until the master was like the last movie shot on seventy millimeter. Is that true? I think oh so. Oh my yeah. god. It was like a big deal at Whoa. the time. Yeah. Oh my
1: god! Okay, yeah, that's uh, that's. I'm, I'm writing that down. Oh some probably Saurai not this season. The
0: first to do
1: I don't. I don't think this season, but that's a yeah. It's it's good I one. Want to keep
0: in mind. We can finally mm-hmm. talk about Hamlet. I can fucking yell about Jack Lemon in that fucking movie. Who <laughs> 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 looks like he's never done Shakespeare before in his life? <laughs> Shall I strike at it with my partisan? <laughs> <laughs> so bad.
1: Yeah. No. Uh... No Frank Darabont, no. Imagine Kenneth getting Brana, your ass no kicked. No Jack Lemon. Getting your in, um... ass
0: kicked in a Hamlet film by fucking Billy Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: because Billy Crystal's a really good actor. Yeah. Talks but about
0: Billy that. Crystal, like, it, sometimes he has weird ideas. Sure. What if sure. he wanted to do the Gravedigger like his jazz character? <laughs> like, including the blackface. No. <laughs> Which he did, like, as recently as less than a decade ago. <laughs> like...
1: <laughs> Matt, is The Hudsucker Proxy a movie about the inherent disillusion of humanity for the sake of capitalist gain? Probably. Yeah.
0: But more importantly, uh, it's about a guy who made a Hulu.
1: <laughs> yes. Which is apparently the same stance that the Coen brothers have on the film. <laughs> <laughs> But I I think they're facetious when they say that because they always say, like, oh, we don't, like, we don't delve that deep into it or whatever. I, I think they're being facetious, right? Like, I don't think it's too much to, like, assume that, that they actually have all these ideas that they're putting into their work.
0: Um, I don't know. I think they're both very liberal. Um... I think it was... One of the Coen brothers uh, did that New York Times piece where they just, like, mocked the fuck out of Jimmy Fallon after Trump won. Like, do you remember that? No. Um, they, one of them, like, wrote it like and, like, sent it to New York Times and they published it. That's like, you know, remember Jimmy Fallon does his stupid thank you notes every night? Which, yeah. it's one, it's like, how do the Coen brothers know that that's a thing? Like, <laughs> how, like it's crazy to think that they've ever seen a moment of the Jimmy Fallon Tonight Show. And so he did, like, his style of thank you notes, and it was him thanking, like, all the people he held responsible for letting Trump get elected, including Jimmy Fallon.
1: Oh, my God. I mean,
0: but he also did the, like, he, like, called out, like, Jill Stein voters and stuff like that, which I'm like, I don't know if they're the biggest problem here, but hey. Yeah. Um,
1: so. No, no, no. Uh, Hillary warned us.
0: Yeah. She's the one.
1: Yeah.
0: The pro-life running mate.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, that's just uh, brilliant politics. Sorry, I, I just drudged up from real shit. That's
0: just brilliant politicking. Keep your friends nowhere near you, <laughs> but your enemies as close as possible. <laughs> so you don't, you don't understand. We gotta listen to her when it comes to the next election. Like, we can't be focusing on these social issues. We gotta listen to Hillary, a woman whose main thing is that she keeps losing. <laughs> Like, she's got to know, like, you know, she's got to learn a lot of lessons at this point.
1: You know, one lesson you might learn from constantly losing is that you might just not be good at it.
0: (laughs) No, why? Why would you? (laughs) Colin Trevorrow hasn't learned that lesson. Oh. Not a single person in Hollywood has learned that lesson.
1: (laughs) Well, that may be true.
0: Has anyone re- been, like, directing a movie and been like, wait, I'm bad at this. <laughs> I, I should sh- stop directing. Uh, maybe...
1: Hmm. No, no, I don't think so. I think some, like, a lot of writers are shifting into also directing their own stuff. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure a lot of that's out of necessity just to get stuff made at this mm-hmm. point. But also a lot of writers turn directors aren't really good at directing and they haven't recognized it yet so I don't know anyways um Hudsucker Proxy what else do we have about this is it the most sentimental of the Coen Brothers films
0: I mean I I don't know if I could say that because like I, I think the thing that holds this movie back a little bit from like is the constant like is this sincere or are they mocking the sincerity? Which I think was the debate about the Coen brothers for the longest time. You know, mm-hmm. do they actually like their characters or do they think they're idiots? You know, like do they kind of yeah. have a certain level of contempt for them? And I, I, I fall on the side that they actually do like their characters. I feel like people could make the argument the other way, though. Mm-hmm. i mean burn after reading like has the the like most innocent character in that movie get like horribly murdered yeah. like so <laughs> and it's hilarious yeah but i also think that they just kind of have a weird like i don't know if it's like what they actually believe but they do kind of have like an old testament like idea of morality you know of just, oh yeah of yeah, just, yeah like 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 god is a vengeful god in a lot of ways <laughs> Although this is a movie where a guy commits suicide and goes to heaven, and it's never really said that, like, the suicide was a mistake, (laughs) (laughs) which is odd. Uh Um, It's wild that this this movie just opens with wearing Hudsucker jumping out a window and dying, Mm. and it's like a comedy scene. (laughs) Like, it's... That's the thing of just, like... I've shown this movie... This is the Coen Brothers movie that, like, I've had the most misses with when I've shown it to people.
1: I completely understand why. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's very different.
0: I think people just go, like, am I supposed to be laughing at this? It does kind of have that vibe a little bit, you know? hmm Of just, like, when you sit down in the boardroom... Because, like, they are talking about stocks. But it's also, like, the guy just killed himself.
1: <laughs> yeah um the and then w- the repeated attempts at suicide yeah are much more i'm comedic. getting
0: off this merry-go-round <laughs> that guy's the
1: best <laughs> oh it's, it's terrific
0: <laughs> i'd be a millionaire now
1: um, <laughs> oh and there's also that one dude from total
0: recall yeah who uh he's fun they're all fun yeah. all the board guys are fun like that's probably the scene that like i just kind of rewatch occasionally on my phone of just them going, we play up the fact that HUD is dead. Long live the HUD, like, <laughs> which is no.
1: Like, my favorite, my favorite little bit is strictly speaking. I'm never supposed to do this. Oh, that's. What yeah. have you got? A better idea? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty fine. Yeah, because uh, it. I mean, like you know, if it was a more grounded story, it's like yeah, that's probably it. Uh, guy gets everything taken from him <laughs> at the expense of capital, and uh, he dies alone accidentally committing suicide and that's that's the story how about the say. fact
0: that buzz the elevator operator is played by prez baluski from the wire
1: yeah <laughs> everyone's favorite character
0: i guess that character is kind of based on sam raimi really i guess that's how raimi talks uh, not like i'm well not he, saying, th- you know the what quick quips i i i hear he punctuates everything with buddy <laughs>
1: Ramy does talk like that. If you listen to his commentaries, you listen to his interviews, that makes perfect sense. Mm.
0: Ramy is in. The I don't movie. know if he's ever punched one
1: of the Coen brothers.
0: <laughs> that feels like something that might have happened. <laughs> they were roommates for a long time.
1: Oh yeah, and at that rate, <laughs> like that makes
0: sense. Can you imagine, all right? It's Ramy, the Coen brothers, <laughs> Francis McDormand, and then I think Kathy Bates was also living with them. Like, they were all together under one roof at one point.
1: Yeah, and I think uh, also Scott Spiegel, the co-writer yeah. of Evil Dead.
0: Now, imagine, like, one morning you got to argue about, like, who's doing the dishes. And, like, uh, those I... are the personalities.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Did you already say Holly Hunter, too? I forgot. Oh, I, 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 of, yeah, I forgot too. Holly Hunter. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's fucking just. That's a sitcom premise, right there. <laughs>
0: that's, yeah. Um,. It's also, Anna Nicole Smith is in a Cohen Brothers movie. Oh, yeah. Like, that's wild. That is wild. Um, the guy who played Blue in Old School is in this. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. Oh, and Steve Buscemi. He only gets the one scene. He's the beatnik. He's great. Which is like yeah. kind
0: of a perfect Buscemi role. Mm-hmm. Goodman is the uh, newsreel uh, voice. Oh, is he? I
1: didn't know that. Yeah,
0: that's him where he's like, the hula hoop. Like... Uh, <laughs> also i I gotta say like one of those moments where you're like is this sincere or is it not when they do the like norville's like having the breakdown right and like Mm -hmm. they're gonna throw him in a mental association he's losing his mind he's walking the streets and they're doing the scene of like all the faces flashing around him right Mm -hmm. being like like you know paul newman jennifer jason lee fucking prez (laughs) and then (laughs) but then like in the middle of it is like you let me down. You let Mrs. Eisenhower down. You met the you let the American people down. It's like they put Eisenhower in there too. Like <laughs> That's one of those moments where it's like hard to tell exactly where this movie's landing.
1: Yeah, and so I I, I agree with you. I, I see why people Bruce Campbell plays would a guy have named trouble Snitty. figuring out how to approach this.
0: Bruce Campbell's character's name is Smitty. Which, this isn't the only Bruce Campbell movie, uh, Coen Brothers movie with Bruce Campbell in it, but I think it's, like, the only real speaking role he has. Oh,
1: who could ever forget the 1985 cult classic Crime Wave?
0: Oh, yeah, but he, but they didn't direct it. They wrote that.
1: Oh, right, right, yeah, yeah that's rainy Ramey. Oh, wait, wait what one. else
0: is in it? Um, he is in... Oh, Fargo! He's in Fargo He's for in... a second. Well, here's the thing. He's in Fargo, but that's... He's not actually in Fargo. That is a soap opera he was on, like, in between Evil Dead movies.
1: Oh. And I
0: believe, like, that soap opera you can't find anywhere. So, like, that appearance is, like, the only footage that still exists of that soap opera.
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: And then he is in the Lady Killers and has no lines. Which is like one of those weird Coen Brothers things they do occasionally.
1: Oh, well, if you have to be in the Lady Killers.
0: <laughs> but it feels like he could have been one of the Lady Killers.
1: Oh, you know? sure. Bruce Campbell could have been a lot of stuff, and it's weird that he never really got like, I know. another starring role outside of the Evil Dead stuff. Even
0: now it feels like no one is trying to cash in on like Bruce Campbell nostalgia. Yeah. Which is strange. Like Maybe he's just got all that burn notice money now. That he's Man, like he doesn't
1: give a shit. Yeah,
0: that like he's like I'm only gonna do what I really want to do. But mm-hmm. like it feels like someone should be like not nah, put him in a in a Marvel movie other than Pizza Papa.
1: No, no, like, no, no. Did you see the deleted scene in oh, the ending? No, I
0: did not. Well, I mean, it's when, okay. he's, when he's still punching himself, right? I saw that. Yeah, on. yeah.
1: So there was gonna be that, and then there was another version of it where he stops punching himself, and then he he clenches his fist tightly and he goes, "Doctor Strange, you have not seen the last." Of Pizza Papa. Now
0: that's that's what they should have done. <laughs>
1: yeah, now that should be Doctor Strange 3. Yeah. He's like, I've traveled the multiverse just to wreak havoc and revenge on Doctor Strange. Well,
0: that was honestly where I thought it would go when I sat down to watch. I thought Multiverse Madness when you meet Pizza Papa, and it's such a strange character. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Pizza Papa always gets paid. Pizza Papa
0: always gets paid. Um,. <laughs> I felt like, okay, they're going to jump to another universe where it's like King Pizza Papa or something like that. <laughs> and it's like, no, they didn't do that at all. And I, and I like that movie, but like, that's honestly, I'm like, there's no way you have a character like Pizza Papa in this movie unless you're going to do a gag like that. And then I'm like, the oh pizza yeah.
1: Pizza Papa's of madness. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> that's really what I thought was going to happen. Like, there's a whole universe just, that's just Pizza Papa. <laughs>
1: Well, hey, the, the buzz on the on the streets for these fucking nerds like myself is that apparently Feige loved working with Raimi so much because he basically just trusted the movie to him after like, you know, apart from like the producer notes and all that jazz to, to make it fit in the MCU confines, that he really wants to work with him again or hire someone as talented as Raimi to well, yeah. take over for like Fantastic Four so he doesn't have to worry about it. And it's like, you know what, dude? If you keep fucking doing that and people keep losing interest in your movies, that's on them. Because mm-hmm. that sounds like a great idea. Wait, well, yeah,
0: isn't that's the thing lately? Is that I I think the foggy thing is that like the last few directors he hasn't had to babysit. Like he's brought in a few people that like actually know what they're doing, and I think he's like I should just do this from now on.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: like because I because he it's this weird thing where he kind of deserves like a co-directing credit on like half the Marvel movies. Yeah, You know, because yeah. of how much, like, influence he has. But he doesn't. So, but, yeah, I think he was very hands-off with Doctor Strange. And then any curveball I seem to throw at Raimi, Raimi, like, took in stride, you know?
1: Yeah, it's uh-huh. like, oh, okay, the Fantastic Four? Sure, whatever. Uh, Black Agar Boltigan? Yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, why not? Um, it's... I gotta
1: listen to his commentary for that movie.
0: Is, is it out?
1: Yeah, Oh, I have... on digital.
0: Okay, I, I will have to check that out, then. Um, yeah. I, well, if it's on, I'll buy the Blu-ray probably, but... Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of uh, course, of course. But... I just, uh,
1: I know the commentary is available somewhere now.
0: Okay, cool. Uh, is there a Pizza Pop commentary?
1: <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> this is where I met my enemy, Doctor Strange. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh is there a, a commentary on the Hudsucker proxy?
0: Um, I don't know, actually. I only have a digital copy of Hudsucker. It's like the okay. one and... of you... Few... And the Coens don't really do commentaries. Yeah, I was about to say.
1: They... I, th- I, th- I think they're... The people like Christopher Nolan who are just like, I don't know, I made the movie. You fucking get what you want. I
0: think the one movie they do have a commentary on is, like, The Man Who Wasn't There.
1: Oh, that's a great fucking movie. Yeah.
0: And another one where it's like, I can't believe that's the only Coen Brothers movie with James Gandolfini in it.
1: Oh, God, yeah. You know what? No, we were talking about, like, the best Coen Brothers movie. That might be up there, too. Yeah,
0: but that's, like, also the, like the challenging Coen Brothers movie if that makes sense like that feels like a weird it it almost feels like it's predicting where they're gonna go before they take that detour before No Country you know yeah maybe like, it feels like a, a run up to a serious man almost
1: mm-hmm. in a
0: way um, where it's, it's just wild that it's like it's a serious man made money like there's a weird run where the Coen Brothers are fucking making money like, which doesn't make any sense to me. I
1: know, like, I, I, and, I know.
0: <laughs> and Davis made money. Like, the, the, it finally bombs with Hail Caesar. No, Hail Caesar made money! So, like... It was treated like a bomb, though. It was weird. Do you remember that? Yeah, but it was also because I think there were so many stars attached to it. Like, everyone's like, this is gonna be a fucking slam dunk, like, fucking $100 million, and it makes like 60 you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. which is money compared to that budget, but... It's not Hudsucker, where Hudsucker is, like, made $11 million on a $25 million budget. Like, yeah. A genuine bomb. And, yeah, and then they go to Fargo. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those, we can't really talk about the movie because it would just be us, like, quoting the movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I like the weird German guy in the news feed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why he's there.
1: <laughs> you know, when he's, um... It's like Werner is Von Braun. The, is that the
0: same doctor guy whatever the fuck? Oh, no, there's that guy's later. That guy's okay, a different okay, okay. guy, but there's guy who's later. Like, All
1: Germans are the same yeah. to me, so.
0: Yeah, but it's it's like, he's the one who's like, keeps from flying off the earth and dying like a miserable spine. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, uh, I mean, Sam Raimi, like I said, he has a cameo, and he's one of the guys trying to name the hula hoop. Mm-hmm. I mean the hula hoop sequence is just fantastic, which is the scene Raimi basically ghost directed, right? Like,
1: yeah, well, he a uh, second unit directed, yeah, so, but he basically yeah. did that whole
0: scene, like,
1: yeah, sequence, yeah, I mean. and um, he he did some other stuff too, and you can kind of tell occasionally mm-hmm. also, uh, the the screaming with the blue letter, oh yeah, at the beginning, that's, that's like a hundred percent like a Raimi insert, yeah, you know,
0: but there, but there is the weird thing we're raising Arizona, the Coen brothers are trying to be Sam Raimi in raising Arizona.
1: Yeah, like, yeah, that that, is... that's a very un-Coen Brothers movie. If you watch their stuff now and, like, go backwards, mm-hmm. you're like, this feels different. Yeah. This is, like, not correct. They
0: never really do that energy again. Even Hudsucker doesn't really get to raising Arizona levels. But this movie has no. a fuck ton of energy to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. I will say, uh, the blue letter thing actually kind of works. Like, you do forget that he was supposed to l- deliver that blue letter. Yeah. Like... Um...
1: You just get so wrapped up in the the confines of the material You know why
0: you forget? It's the double-stitched pants gag. Like, that gag just, like, it makes you forget everything.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's so fucking funny. Uh, It's like, you know what? He's a nice man. I'll give it to him anyway. An
0: offensive Italian stereotype. I'm going (laughs) to give it to him anyway. (laughs) And then when they do the laughing scene... Where, like, everyone's just laughing about it as Norval Barnes is, like, getting hired everywhere. They, they go to him, too, and the pants guy's laughing. <laughs> and he's laughing really hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always, like, amazed at the fucking mirror shot in that seat, in that montage. When, when he's laughing and he's, like, in the barber shop seat and, like, they put the stuff on his face and they swing him out of frame... And there's the mirror there of just all the guy, all the boardroom guys just like looking at him, right? Yeah. It's yeah. like, how the fuck did they? Are they just standing there? Like, how they do that? I don't know how they did that shot. I don't. know. I'm really impressed by it. Um. Yeah, fun movie.
1: Yeah, it's it's just a great movie. Although um, it does
0: have, is this the first appearance of a magical black man in a Coen Brothers movie? Because they have a few of those, unfortunately. I think so. Yeah, yeah. They don't really, hmm. they don't really have uh, black actors in their movies. No, um, Denzel. Washington, Denzel Blake is like the Macbeth. One. Is like yeah, the one. And like that's yeah. also like okay, you're gonna have him play a Scottish lord. Fine. Like I'm not the type of <laughs> guy to I, I complain, but it's like weird that that's okay. Now that's the first time you have a black lead in one of your movies. But also, have you you've seen the Lady Killers, right?
1: Like way long ago, but like. They like didn't mostly, feel the need to rewatch it. It's
0: like a mostly black cast. And you watch it, and it's like, is this offensive? Or is this just what happens when you take the Cohen brothers knucklehead-type characters and have it come out of, like, have, have black people doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's hard to tell. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, they do have uh, the general, the Asian character... Who has no lines basically and mm. looks like Mao Zedong. <laughs> that movie raises a lot of questions. <laughs> we well here, do, you know what? We gotta do Lady Killers sometime, but it made money. I don't
1: I don't know if we have to. It
0: made money though, which is crazy. God. We gotta do we we gotta do a miniseries that is just about Tom Hanks doing voices.
1: Nothing would make me happier in this world
0: because, like, he's going wild in there. But head. we already did fucking uh, uh, Cloud Atlas. Yeah, but hey, we could do we could do. We peaked early. We could do Lady Killers, and then we could do Elvis. All right. There are some who make me out to be the villain. All right, I still gotta watch movie. Elvis. Gotta watch it.
1: Is Elvis as good as the Head Proxy? No.
0: Okay. Um, but hey, uh. Hudsucker Proxy. Also, the Sucker Hudsucker Sucker prox- thing is like a gag that appears in like two movies before this. Really? Well, because I believe it's the Hudsucker Institute that's mentioned in Crime Wave. Hmm. Like they were they were trying to get they they someone either the Coens or Raimi struck upon that Hudsucker just sounds funny.
1: That's pretty good. Uh, well, they had this like written since like 1985, mm-hmm. and then get to make it for like seven years.
0: Yeah, it feels like they're like, once Crime Wave hits, we're going to do Hudsucker next. And then Ooh. Crime Wave fucking bombs. Um,
1: I gotta watch Crime Wave.
0: Um, You don't have to, but there are like some sequences in it that are like, there's the guy I know. Yeah, yeah. And then you're um, like, wow, it looks like that actor really got hurt in that scene. And it's because that actor really got hurt in that scene. <laughs>
1: i'm really going back to look at it as like an artifact of like where these people came from yeah i'm not expecting like a great work of art
0: it's kind of that thing where like you can see spider-man and dark man you know Mm. like Mm -hmm. it's you can definitely see a lot of the raimi and cohen stuff that'll come later in crime wave Hmm.
1: Uh. a crime wave a legacy sequel (laughs)
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> you couldn't even do that. I don't think.
1: Really, I, I have no idea what Crime Wave is about. Uh, don't tell me. Don't tell. Me. I won't I'm going tell blind. you. I'll, I'll report back later at a later date.
0: Um, who even owns the rights to Crime Wave?
1: <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's probably a church or something now.
0: You know, it's Just someone weird. It's someone weird because it's uh, Embassy Pictures produced it. So, someone. I can't remember who. Someone like who you wouldn't expect has... Oh, Norman Lear, I think, probably has the rights. Whoa. Yeah, it's something weird like that. But, hey.
1: Oh, I was thinking Norman Mailer. Oh, no, no. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, wait. <laughs> no, wrong The wrong reviews are in for
0: my newly produced film, Crime Wave. <laughs> Bold, <laughs> innovative, the worst film I've ever seen. <laughs> Stinks. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Norman Mailer should have come out for like the next five years just reading comic <laughs> cards before movie trailers. <laughs>
1: uh, Matt, would you recommend The Hudsucker Proxy then?
0: Absolutely. Uh, good movie. We didn't talk about that much, but it's like I more want people to just see it.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, I also want you all to go see it.
0: And it is. It is like this weird like. A Coen Brothers studio film, which we just don't... Like, yes, like, True Grit is a studio movie. Like, yes, those are... But this is, like, 90s studio, (laughs) like... Yeah. This is... We're Um, building sets and fucking... You're gonna get a whole room just for the fucking clock. Oh, yeah, no, that's so fucking amazing. Which Uh, they just would would never do.
1: Never do today. I know. I know. It feels... Like, look, I I know everyone's tired of us bringing up superhero shit all the time. Uh, I'm getting a little genuinely excited because... Guardians of the Galaxy 3 apparently has, like, the biggest sets, like, Mm -hmm. in a long time. And they're too big for the volume, so Gunn didn't use it. Like, that's how big they are, and that that made me a little excited. Because I just want to see this fucking money, like, on screen finally, you know? And maybe I'm, like, a fool to hold out for it, but liking Eternals and Doctor Strange as much as I did got me interested again. It is this fucked
0: up thing where, like, I feel... I had the same thing, though, where there was, like, a little wave right after uh there's that little run where it's like guardians and winter soldier and like a few other things that like were surprisingly good right age of ultron no but there was and it was kind of like this weird moment of like oh maybe maybe the marvel thing might actually work like and then of course it like all like crashed immediately (laughs) yeah yeah. and i i feel like that's just gonna happen again like but maybe what oh
1: no I'm, i'm i'm sure i'm sure
0: but maybe what's really happening is that Feige is so distracted with the T V shows that he kinda has to hand the movies over to people with actual visions.
1: That'd be something.
0: So yeah. uh, But hey. Yeah, hot sucker, sucker proxy. Go watch proxy. it. I will
1: also add that, uh, like we mentioned earlier, if you don't like it, at least I'll get why. It's 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 very uh energetic mm-hmm. <laughs> and in your face and I get it, I get it. Um, Not counting. Good luck, I hope you like it. Matt, where can the people find you? Well, no, oh, we wait, gotta pick a, the next I, movie. Yeah, 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 I gotta, I gotta do the thingy. Alright, I got the tab open this time. We got, we
0: have nine fucking movies left? We're doing all of these? I guess, yeah, okay. we, we don't, at this point, we're just going for it. <laughs>
1: alright, alright, uh, plugging in the numbers. <laughs>
0: and to the frustration of Dan Doherty, none of these have been released yet.
1: No, no. How many are you Um, sitting
0: on at this point, counting this episode? Four. Okay. Maybe you could start releasing them now.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've edited two. Okay. I'm debating on whether to upload them, like, early or just start, like... Uh, on Mondays again. Just, I, it'll be out soon. Like as, 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 as the time one, of you and I recording this, it will be out like very soon. Just
0: send the one to Dan Doherty before he starts a riot. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: uh, by the way, the choice I picked was the number four, which is tied this week to Emperor of the North.
0: Hey.
1: Oh, you're welcome. There
0: you go, fucking my namesake. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm gonna see what this movie's about finally.
0: Yes. <laughs> Take a guess. Uh, Take a guess without knowing anything.
1: I just know you ain't stopping this hotel, kid. My hotel. Oh. The stars at night, I
0: put them there. And I know the president's all of them. <laughs> and I go where I damn well please. Oh, all right, what a good movie. Yeah,
1: there's no one like Lee Marvin. And there really What's is. What's he up to?
0: Um, He's dead. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> hopefully he had a good run. He's been dead for like almost 40 years at this point. I know,
1: I know. <laughs> But, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe uh, uh, he got saved by the the clock hands as well, and he's just out there, waiting.
0: <laughs> to do what? That's that's disconcerting.
1: I don't know. I don't know Lee <laughs> Marvin's politics.
0: Um, Lee Marvin was. Uh, I think he was like the right kind of crazy guy. Okay, but I understand.
1: He was like, I'm gonna put a bullet in someone
0: the, f- the first choice for quint i believe in jaws
1: that's amazing yeah I mean, i'm glad that didn't happen but i'm also wouldn't be upset if i peered into another universe yeah where it same did.
0: well it's him and like sterling hayden were the first two choices hmm. and lee marvin just said no and sterling hayden like owed the government so much money in back taxes that if he did the movie his paycheck would have gone straight to the government so uh. he didn't do it <laughs> And I I would love to have seen both those guys do it. Like, I love both those actors. But, you know, is it better than Robert Shaw? Probably not.
1: Hmm. Yeah.
0: All right. That sounds like a proxy, everyone. I'm at Um, emperorotn1 at twitter.com.
1: And you can find me at the Diego Crespo. Check out the Waffle Press on Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, and Patreon. You can get early access to the next episode. You're welcome. We're on schedule now. At least by the time this one's out, I promise. Ain't stopping at this hotel, kid. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We've been professionally unprofessional. Boom. Did the fortune City you an idea, man, when they promoted
0: you from the mailroom? Well, I guess so. I don't think they promoted me because they thought I was a schmoe. The guy's a real moron. Cigarettes? No,
1: thank you.
0: What an imbecile! Come up with this. From Joel and Ethan Cohen. It's fun, it's healthy, the kids will just love it, and we put a little sand inside to make the experience more pleasant. Did you have any idea there'd be such a huge response? This is the present. Oh, my God. I don't think anybody expected this much hoopla. <laughs> Comes a comedy of fame <gasps> fortune, Whoa. sex. Ah! Greed. And the American way.
1: Say, Amy, how about you and I grab a little
0: dinner or a show after work? I was thinking maybe the king and I. Uh, how about Oklahoma? Tim Robbins, Jennifer Jason Lee, and Paul Newman. I'm getting off this merry-go-round! Plexiglas. The Hotsucker Proxy.